Hey, everyone. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Locked on Lakers. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky. The Lakers keep rolling along. They beat Toronto on Friday, 122-112. And Anthony Davis doesn't have to do much of anything. That's next. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, even Andy on weekends, because that's what this is. This is a weekend bonus episode of Locked On Lakers. Of course, you can also find us on YouTube, a channel with over 13,000 Lakers fans and basketball fans on it. Thank you guys so much for the support of the channel. And I'm sure everybody checking in on this Saturday is excited because the Lakers played a really nice game on friday night they beat toronto 122 to 112 they moved to within a game of 533 and 34 more importantly andy they moved to within a game of the dallas mavericks in the sixth spot in the western conference crazy as it sounds lakers third straight win and what was really impressive about this one andy is the raptors said very clearly they wrote it i didn't see their whiteboard but i'm sure it was on there Anthony Davis is not going to beat us tonight. Anytime he came near the ball, double team, sometimes even a third guy shading over there. Uh, the uh, the Raptors challenged the the Lakers to beat them with somebody who wasn't Davis, and the Lakers accepted. Yeah, and, and what's there are a lot of things that were great in this night, but I actually want to uh, disagree with you on one part in what you said in the intro. The Lakers did not always play a nice game in this victory. They had 20 turnovers. Okay, they got absolutely shellacked in the third quarter. I believe Toronto opened on like a, a 17 to 2 or a 19 to 2. The Lakers run. missed, I want to say, 11 of their first 12 field goals. Right. Like the they were, the Lakers spent a lot of this game, I imagine in part because. You know what you'd mentioned before with Anthony Davis just getting swarmed, and you know the guy that has been the focal point of their offense without Anthony Davis all of a sudden not being there. You know, reincorporating D'Angelo Russell back into the mix, things were actually pretty choppy for a lot of this game, which, by the way, makes it all the more impressive that they still ended up winning by double digits, still ended up getting. An incredible return from D'Lo, 28 points, 10 of 17 from the field, 5 of 8 from 3, including a couple huge transition threes down the stretch, 9 assists, and then the bench, 16 points from Rui Hachimura, 23 from Dennis Schroeder, Austin Reeves with 18 points, 5 assists, and Wenyan Gabriel, his stats don't jump out, but he played a really nice game. Like the this was a game where a lot of guys and Darwin talked about this after the game took a huge step forward in that they did not rely on AD to do everything and they still again managed to win by double digits. Well, yeah, and I you know to your point, like I, I've kind of graded style points out from all this, but you're right. There was there were a lot of turnovers, and you know that that that's a thing. And I there's no question the Lakers, particularly early, and then I think. You know, so at the beginning of the game, Toronto 
swarming Anthony Davis Lakers have to kind of adjust to that. In the third quarter, I think they came out of the locker room and said, okay, here we go. We'll get AD going here. You know, we got a nice lead. We'll get AD going. And, you know, they, they fell kind of back into it. But oh, on, on balance, obviously, you can look at the score of this game and say, yes, it was a, it was a good one. And, you know, there were so you listed all of those guys with all of those points. And it's because, again, they had 122 of them and Anthony Davis only had eight. Um, and it wasn't because I think AD was being passive or just wasn't engaged or whatever. Yeah, you know, he had nine rebounds, he had four block shots. Um, it's because the Raptors just like they said, they ever somebody else is going to beat us, and we're just we're not going. And they did not let up from that plan, really, no. ever. No. Um, and to their and Nick credit, Nurse is known for those type of funky defenses, and they've got a lot of long dudes that they can mm-hmm. put on AD and just in a lot of ways just junk it up. And look, I, I don't think you know the formula for the Lakers is not going to be five guys in double digits, none of whom are AD <laughs> going forward. That's generally speaking, not going to be the formula for the Lakers. But what I do think is uh, is critical about like, you know, D'Angelo Russell, if you you know go through Twitter, catch it on Spectrum Sportsnet, whatever it is, like talking the, the level of confidence and excitement that these guys have for this roster right now is through the roof. And when you get a game like this, where everyone else gets to kind of show off their capabilities and Schroeder coming off the bench, you know, played great the three you know the the three kind of guard rotation with Reeves um uh Russell and and Schroeder in whatever combination they happen to be on the floor all did good things individually good things together um and this sort of win where you're getting that swagger without AD because I forget which show it was it was after um probably after Wednesday's game where um we, we kind of talked about that like the 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 lift you get as a team from knowing you have that guy on your team, this that guy didn't even have to do anything, and so that that elevates them in a different way as the Lakers continue to build real momentum in the Western Conference. Yeah, you referenced uh, D'Lo and you know the 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 vocal confidence that's being expressed by these guys, and in particular Russell after the game talking with our buddy Mike Trudell, um, Spectrum Sportsnet. He said, quote, man, if we get one training camp under our belt with this group, the sky's the limit. With that being said, we don't have a training camp under our belt, and the sky's still the limit, which uh, predictably I tweeted that out at Cam Brothers. Uh, It would appear that the natives are enjoying that quote. (laughs) But, like, to D'Lo's point, you know, this was a game where they turned the ball over 20 times, and they were – discombobulated a lot because they had to figure out how to do this without Anthony Davis really having any space whatsoever to operate. And, you know, the Lakers are still in a place where they're in an uphill fight. They cannot afford many losses. Like those, those things that we kept talking about and hammering home after the trade deadline, even with the optimism, both of us had, very, very strongly about the work Rob Palinka did reconfiguring this roster. Like, there's still a lot of work ahead. But that being said, the big difference between pre-deadline and where we are now, and I think this was really, really underscored in this game tonight, 
the Lakers no longer have to play damn near mistake-free basketball in order to give themselves a chance. I'm not saying they can get overly sloppy and win, but before they really could not afford mistakes. Now they have enough talent on the roster and enough balance and enough skill set where they can be like a normal team. And when, when you don't have that weight of having to be perfect, you often play better. And, you know, the Lakers, you know, they didn't look good in the third quarter, but that, you know, that third quarter <laughs> was, was, that was primarily failings on the offensive side of the ball as much, you know, they, again, I think they missed 11 of their first 12. It might've even been more than that. I think I stopped counting. Um, but they only scored 15 points in the third quarter. You turn the ball over, you only score 15 points. It's actually pretty impressive that Toronto only managed 28. So, you know, Toronto had one 30 point quarter um, and, you know, they were held to 22 in the fourth. The Lakers have been a a top-shelf defensive team since the, the trade deadline, depending on which metric that you want to use to measure, you know, defense. They've been the best. Um, and they got a really, really good defensive fourth quarter um, as they overwhelmed Toronto, outscored them by 15 in the fourth quarter. And most of that, by the way, was with Anthony Davis sitting on the bench. He only came into back into the game with five minutes left. Um you know, when Toronto shaved, I think down to like five or six points. Um, like that was real calm. There was a point with, I think like six, six and a half, seven minutes where I, I assumed Darwin out of a timeout was going to bring AD back in. And he kept rolling with the dudes that, that built up that lead. Um, yeah. I, I, I was just going to say like yeah, a go lot ahead. of guys, I, I just, a lot of guys like Austin Reeves, uh, Schroeder, I thought Wenyan Gabriel, you know, Jared Vanderbilt, just really disruptive defensively in that fourth quarter. Like they, they turned a lot of what Toronto had been doing to them in terms of, of, of the fits that they were giving. They, they just turned it back around on the Raptors. And then, you know, those transition threes, especially like D'Lo hit a few of them, like the, those or the and ones that uh, Russell and uh, Reeves were getting a lot of. Those are the things that just can break a defense. Yeah, like just absolutely deflate them. And the, the Lakers were very good from very good from three point range over, you know, over 43 percent. Uh, Russell was five of eight on his own and really shot the ball well in the fourth oh, quarter. But he's a was showman, man. He loves to put on a show. Deal. And I think but like that's important, like, you know, and I, I'm, I don't want to make everything. You know, Russell also had nine assists to get to the. Um, you know, 28 and nine, but like to get to the points that we were making earlier in the week about you know, it's decision makers, it's, it's organizers. It's, you know, it's a different deal with D'Angelo Russell as a real point guard. And he's not even, he's not even like in the, you know, Chris Paul school of point guards in terms of like what, but like he, he's more of that guy than Schroeder is. He's more of that guy than, than uh, Reeves is. And so just, you know, the, the difference in the screen and roll action, the difference in all those little things. And, you know, even when D'Lo was kind of throwing the ball early in the game into the fourth row, um, there, there's it, it just works better and so you get that back into the offense and it makes it really makes a huge difference but and again i don't want to make this i don't want to make post deadline everything about you know russ was dragging the team down russ sucks russ whatever there is a different energy with the sort of begrudging um I'm gritting my teeth and I, I'm going to say the right things and I'm going to try to do the right thing. And I do think that's what Russ was generally trying to do for most of the season. 
Um, although you know you, the reporting as he was leaving town was that it was it was starting to fray. But I think I think he certainly gave it the college try. Well, um, I mean, it do, it doesn't look. And I'm not saying this to slam LeBron, but it does not help when Russell is just painfully aware the team leader wants me wants him the traded hell right. out of here. It's not about Russ, but you you compare the 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 energy and, and enthusiasm. Russ would bring energy in terms of pace, in terms of getting up and down the floor, but it was a it was an energy with tension. It was an energy with um, where 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 forces were constantly butting up against each other, intentionally or not, just because of the the way that other guys had to play to to try to get the best out of Westbrook. And, the, and, and there was eggshell walking going on yes. in the locker and room. You, you just don't have that no. with Russell. You you remove that, you know, and, and you have a guy who can put up points and he's going to be able to extra, stretch the floor. He's not going to shoot five of eight from three every night, but he's going to take eight three-pointers and you actually are okay with it. And, you know, he's going to space the floor nicely. He's going to orchestrate the offense. Maybe he doesn't get you up and down the floor at the same pace as Westbrook. He doesn't certainly have the Hall of Fame pedigree and all that. But everything makes more sense. And I think this energy comes without the other stuff. And that makes a big difference. And it also allows other people to play in styles that are more built for them as opposed to, built for Westbrook and then final point on this and I, I'm basically done is you mentioned how you know the the rotation and, and all that it's like the the Lakers put I want to say let me look it back up here again 10 guys on the floor tonight uh nine. nine guys on the floor tonight you can argue about where they are you know how good are they this that would they were 10 guys nine guys who legitimately belong in an NBA rotation yeah. Um, if used properly, Wayne Gabriel is he a guy you want to play in thirty minutes a night? No, but he he's clearly a rotation caliber player. Gabriel's actually, the right role. I was going to say, player. Wenyan's, Wenyan, but specifically, Wenyan has largely been good this year. Yes, when when able to just play within his lane and not Correct. be asked to do anything else. Wenyan's actually been good this year, right? And Troy Brown is is he a high? No, but he's a he's shown this year. He's playing at a, you know, he's a legit, real live NBA player. And the Lakers put nine guys on the floor who can do that on a night where your star is bottled up intentionally and that opens up space for everybody else. It helps to have guys who are capable of taking advantage of that. And, and by the way, they'll be getting a 10th NBA player back who uh, is pretty good in his own right, LeBron. Eventually. Yeah. Um, and it's certainly looking more and more like they will, you know, if they can hang on to, you know, those last four, five, six, seven games, whatever it is, knock on wood, you know, Shams put out, or was, I think it was, it was uh, Woj or Windy, I think it might have been Windy, put out, you know, something that like LeBron is doing everything he possibly can to try to figure out a way to get back before the end of the regular season. Um, but the way it, it, they, they, the idea that the Lakers would be playing relevant basketball with five games left, six games left, um, I would say is more probable than it is mm -hmm. wishful thinking at this point. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. It's pretty awesome. So Sunday, Sunday, the Lakers get to roll on trying to play their play. They'll be playing the Knicks uh, at the crypt before they go on a looking to upstage a, the Oscars. Yeah. They go on a bit of a road trip, uh, but it's uh, a road trip that is very winnable. You're talking about New Orleans and Houston uh, games. The Lakers at this point, you would think ought to take, particularly given the injury issues that the, um, 
that the uh, the Pelicans have. So, um, Locked on Lakers on YouTube is where you're going to go see all this stuff and and participate in the community, and we'll see everybody uh, after Sunday's game. But first, Andy, we want to let uh, people know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, everybody. You know, everybody reaches a time where you need to learn something about yourself, where you need to adjust to different circumstances, where, you know, there's a a big life change, something that happens that, you know, you need a little bit of help. Uh, You need someone to talk to about it. And, And, you know, therapy is it's all about deepening awareness. It's deepening understanding. It's, it's finding about like why you react the way you do to certain things. Um, why you're reacting to this problem that you're having right now, this life change, whatever it might be. Um, I've done it. I know you've done it, um, at different points in our life and it can be really, really helpful. Um, so if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible. It's suited to your schedule, which makes it easy to follow through with. It makes it easy to start and work your way towards the ending that you want. Um, all you do is fill out a brief questionnaire. You get a le- uh, match with a licensed therapist, and you switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Locked on NBA. Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Nissan and Nissan's most electric player of the week is brought to you by the all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria and the award goes to Anthony Davis. We mentioned before tonight, relatively quiet, but during this time where the Lakers have been pushing themselves into the play in mix, Anthony Davis has been absolutely electric. He spoiled the return of Steph Curry. He put up 30 and 22 against the Grizzlies, often making it look easy, reminiscent of the smooth, elegant footwork of Pau Gasol, whose jersey was retired that night, but also power and strength, beasting down reboards. He had nine rebounds in this win against the Raptors. It barely looked like he was trying, but he is still that force down low and the fiercest version of Anthony Davis could be the difference between the Lakers actually getting a real life big boy playoff spot or missing the play in altogether. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. All right, see everyone Monday.